Hi, Love Leaders. It's Dr. Shannon Roberts, your host for the Love Leading Podcast, where we discuss how to create connection in your most important relationship that God designed, bringing health and sometimes healing while deepening intimacy. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Love Leading Podcast with Dr. Shannon. We are in our series, Naked and Exposed, and we're on episode two. And today, um, I am going to be sharing with you what is intimacy and why is it so elusive? So I have worked with couples for 30 years, and it is still something that I find so fascinating when couples come in here and they are in such a different state in the way that they are experiencing one another, that I am always interested in foundationally, what was their love story? And that's where I start. Um, Yes, we can identify the problems and the conflicts in the relationship, but I want to take back to that originating foundation of how they fell in love. It's so interesting to watch their body language as they come in. And um, a lot of times they aren't showing up in the, you know, office at the same time, or they're not sitting next to each other in the lobby. And I just kind of picture that was not where they started. They were willing to say yes um, for happily ever after. They were celebrating their union together they walked down the aisle maybe nervous but joyful and happy and at a state of feeling in love and really wanting to experience and make their partner happy for the rest of their life till death do us part right so I take them back there and listen intimacy in our culture um, really is commonly accepted as an exchange for sex, right? We we use the word intimacy in our culture a lot of times when we want to talk about the word sex. Are you intimate? Meaning, are you sexual? Are we had intimacy? We had sexual, you know, um, togetherness, and that is just not what it is. It is so much more. It's deeper. It's richer, and we um, strive and want that more um, deeper foundation in our relationship than cheapening it to just a performance or an act of. And so, so much more goes into it. And listen, we're trying to predict it as um, relationship experts. What is it that goes into that feeling of intimacy? And so when we start um, couples into that story, I usher them into my office and yes, we get the basics out of the way, but then I take them, I want to hear about how you fell in love. And there is a shift in the room. They kind of giggle and laugh and then they start going into their stories and they're, you know, um, filling in each other's blanks. Oh, but you forgot this. Oh, do you remember when's, you know, and Um, there is an animation that starts to kind of breathe life into that relationship and into that conversation again. And it takes them back to 
Well, what was it that attracted you, you to your partner at first? Or when did the attraction start to evolve? And what were the things that drew you towards one another? And um, they begin to go down reminiscing memory lane and begin to identify and come up with the things they initially were um, drawn to. And it, it just begins to shift those the power of emotion in the room, right? So intimacy is, if you break it down, into me, I see. Into me, I see. Intimacy. Knowing and being known. And it's at every level. And the dimensions of intimacy are built through uh, safety and security in the relationship. And I'm not talking about just physical safety. I'm talking about emotional, mental, spiritual and physical intimacy. It's all dimensions, right? When we have emotional safety and security in the in the relationship, um, it means that I have the ability to share what I'm feeling. And listen, that's not interchangeable to what I'm thinking. It means sharing emotional states. When I'm afraid, when I'm worried, when I'm hurt, when I um, feel uh, disregarded or unheard, we have the ability to disclose that vulnerably in our relationship without fear, without fear of uh, rejection, without fear of uh, dismissal, without fear of um criticism or judgment we have the ability to feel safe in that where our partner can hold space vice versa that when we share they have um, the capacity to hold space for that and give some kind of indicators that it matters to them and that builds that safety and security where I can show up fully vulnerable, fully me emotionally, and it is received by my partner. Mentally, it means that I can share thoughts of how I perceive the world, experiences of my day and perceptions uh, where I can... Um, explore um, concepts of growth where I am bringing you along, even though we might have not experienced all of our minutes of our day, our week, our month, but I'm bringing you along in the process because there's an, an even exchange of updating you about my mental capacity of experiencing the world. And we can exchange those areas and share in that space of growth, dreams, disappointments, um, setbacks, stressors. And we um, have the ability to do life together, even though we're not joined at the hip through it each and every hour or minute of our time together. Spiritual intimacy is a rhythm where um, a lot of my couples um, are faith-based. And so the spirit part of who they are is also explored 
and identified and shared, whether that is through rhythms of practices. Some of my um, couples either desire or want to, to share joint worship or joint prayer or joint um, devotions in which they explore parts of themselves that um, they want their partner to know and understand of how they interact with a, a being greater than themselves outside of themselves, um, where they share a level of meaning and purpose that's deeply in, in, ingrained in who they feel that they are in their spiritual being and how they practice spiritual disciplines of connection, journaling, meditating, um, scripture reading, or um, something of that nature. But it's also action that together they feel like they are able to do something greater um, together than they can do individually, that they were called and purposed to become this one entity for a significant meaning and purpose in life. A lot of them obviously feel like that they're called to jointly um, invest in um, the next generation, maybe through their own biological family that they've created, or maybe to a cause or a purpose that they share passion about. Um, whether that's contribution of their time or resources or, you know, their talents and abilities that, that together they share that they are leaving an imprint or a branding on this world that couldn't have happened apart from their joint ventures together. This episode of the Love Leading Podcast is sponsored by Shannon Roberts Counseling. Dr. Shannon is a licensed therapist, author, and speaker in the field of family and marriage therapy for over 30 years. She offers several different programs in varying formats. This includes in-person from beautiful Tampa Bay, Florida, virtually, as well as a hybrid of these two formats. This allows couples seeking intervention in their relationship to work with Dr. Shannon at the level of need you have from anywhere. She offers a free 30-minute phone consultation to discuss your unique relationship needs. Take advantage of this private and confidential opportunity today. Go to shannonrobertscounseling.com forward slash consultation. That's shannonrobertscounseling.com forward slash consultation to schedule and begin the journey of health and healing today. Now, back to the show. And then the physical intimacy that they are able to reach for each other for care and comfort and it be responded to that our our partners are available and responsive to our physical and emotional needs through the ability of physical touch and and care and comfort and ultimately that renewal system of passionate and sexual um, togetherness um, that they are able to demonstrate an internal connection 
through vulnerable physical reach and expression sexually. And when we have dimensions on all of those levels, um, the safety and security then compound, and then it even continues to deepen that intimate bond. And over time, it continues to build the knowing of one another and the carrying along with one another through our own individual and personal pursuits in each one of these categories, um, but also the experience of each other together. And it's not a codependent relationship. It's an interdependent relationship. And we're going to get into that difference in the near future as we continue to develop these concepts of what naked and exposed really means in the way that God designed intimacy and connection and how we're neurobiologically um, wired to be known by one person of our choosing in a, a very deeper kind of way that we experience with this person greater than any other person on this planet. So safety and security really is the, the formula that is the ingredients that builds this intimate bond and how you are able to uh, achieve that, maintain that intimacy over time where it doesn't become um, something that erodes, you know, that it continues to compound rather than erode. And so the intimacy formula through safety and security is three-pronged. It's a triangle that prop each other's sides up. Yes, definitely it starts with that chemistry element. Listen, I, I am a nerd for the reality TVs, whether it's married at first sight or, you know, um, whatever, because all these professionals are trying to on paper match the people that they feel like would be most conducive to being together. And, but there's this one element that they can't nail down with absolute formulaic, um, you know, strategies. It's this chemistry that it's just hard for us relationship coaches and experts to really, you know, pinpoint where does it come from? What is it? But it's, there's this electrical more like, um, exposed like draw you know this chemistry that we feel more than maybe just a brotherly kind of love a friendship kind of love and so that's kind of where a lot of this starts but it can't be the only sustaining side so after that initial attraction then we begin the process of learning likes and dislikes and um, experience in the world as companions. So we build chemistry, we build companionship next. Do we enjoy being with this person? Do we um, experience a connection that is more than just passion and romance? but actual care and friendship and enjoyment as partners. And then um, the third leg of the triangle is this commitment piece. Am I saying, am I willing, am I able to behaviorally show up and demonstrate 
a gut level uh, of willingness to commit, even when sometimes we don't feel romantic and passionate, even sometimes when we don't like our partner, but we have this shared value commitment that no matter what, grit and grime, I am going to continue to show up in the relationship. And when all of these three triangles show up in relationship, which is the definition of mature love, um, then that continues to build the safety and security. And sometimes we're relying on one leg of the triangle more than the other at different chapters of our life. But as long as we're continuing to show up at these three levels, sometimes that third um, side of the triangle is given the oxygen it's needed to ebb and flow and come and go and reestablish over the times of the rhythm and the balance of the relationship. So what happens then if we don't start this way, if we're intended to be this way, if we have demonstrated all three sides of the triangle, especially at the, especially at the very beginning of our relationship, then what happens? Why do we lose it? Why do 52% of marriages in America today say, uh, it's too hard. It's, there, there, we can't any longer sustain. We don't feel as if we're connected. Why is it and what happens, you know, as that couple walks into my office initially and then as we're getting into it and their love story was so foundationally beautiful, what happens? And so there are a number of things that we have been finding in research and in my experience in working with couples that really work against this intimate bond. And let's just kind of name them this week. And we're going to do a deeper dive into what that means and what that looks like and what to do about it in future episodes. So you're not going to want to miss any of the rest of these. But let's start with just the first one. The first intimacy eroder that is not going to be a surprise to any of you is inattention <laughs> just whether it's sheer um, laziness or we are thrown into the um, lane of busyness or we don't even understand the necessity of intentionality in the relationship we kind of get lazy are we are in um, kind of this lane of, you know, that's all done. That's all secure. We don't need to necessarily um, operate in the same level in our early stages of our relationship as we um, need to be now <laughs> that, you know, I'm sure of them. Right. And over time, we don't realize that that inattention really means that we're not doing the necessary maintenance to continue that intimacy. And so the business of life, the demands of the responsibilities, the stressors mean that we are no longer as present, that we don't give the best version of ourselves. We are giving the last crumbs of the day. If that, um, our energy and focus seems to be um, distracted whether it's through career or um, children or just 
um, all of the responsibilities that vie for every waking minute. And we are in a culture where we are so distracted. We are in a culture where we are in mental health uh, arenas, really talking about mindfulness and being present to not be replaying old conversations or earlier distractions in our mind when we're going through the motions of the now, when we're not in our heads thinking about that to-do list or checklist or the tomorrows or the worries or the fears, but we're able to just focus on experiencing um, where we are in that moment with the most important person in our lives. And so we don't show up with full presence. Um, so that busyness and distractors of us as a culture is just epidemic and pandemic. Um, number two, um, I have found that this accrual of kind of pain points in the relationship, whether that's external of forces pushing against, you know, sometimes there are circumstances beyond our control that cause areas of issue of pain in our relationship, or it might be intrinsic into the nature of the interactions itself, where we have been disappointed or hurt or betrayed, and we don't have some kind of capacity to move beyond those. And so over time, it it builds in um, unaddressed becomes accumulative and becomes evasive to the experience of wanting to show up for one another, willing to take more and more vulnerable risks with one another, uncertain as to what the response will be or if the safety is there or the feelings of, of security have been um, diminished. And so those betrayal wounds and those pain points of the relationship shift us in the way that we show up in the relationship over time. Thirdly, those vulnerabilities and sensitivities that we carry into the relationship, whether those are patterns that we learn from family of origin or didn't get from um, those attachment um, caregivers or uh, family units, whether those are our vulnerabilities and sensitivities that we came into the relationship prior with other relationships that leave us a little bit more heightened in the way we respond to certain kind of cues or triggers, or it's those um, vulnerabilities and sensitivities that we've developed now because of the sensitivities and vulnerabilities that have we've experienced in the relationship itself, causing us to be more reactive. And that reaction points um, then cause a disconnection in the way we communicate or uh, are willing to be present for a partner. Fourthly, is this rigid, chronic argument cycle. And we are going to really go into this in our future episodes because it's not how that we fight, it's how we fight um, that becomes problematic into the way that we either build intimacy and in knowing each other 
or we um, diminish intimacy because the fight cycle itself is problematic. And over time, when we communicate in that disconnect kind of argument fight cycle um, in a negative kind of way, it becomes more rigid, more chronic, more unyielding. And what we know about the research is that this cycle is the biggest predictor of relationship dissatisfaction development. It is the biggest predictor in the health and well-being of longevity of intimacy and connection and the safety and security. And we will be going into understanding how this rigid chronic fight cycle is, if unarrested, one of the biggest predictors of divorce. So it's not that you fight, it's how you fight that becomes problematic. So there is how and we develop intimacy, how we keep intimacy, but we also are identifying the categories that need to be addressed that erode intimacy. So that is the intimacy piece in your episode two. Please tune in as we really do a deep dive in each one of these categories so that you can know how to arrest this slow, slippery slope of how you fall away from each other rather than more in love with each other over time. So this is Dr. Shannon with the Love Leading Podcast. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you on the next episode of the Neck and Exposed series next week. Thank you for listening, Love Leaders. Be sure to check out all our links in the show notes and visit me at shannonrobertscounseling.com. If you like this episode, be sure to subscribe so you won't miss any others. Until next time, go lead in loving well.